the Links and Locks podcast. podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Going through our best bets, 18 holes, 18 bets for this week's BMW Championship, the second of three FedEx Cup playoff events on the PGA Tour schedule. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He is Ben Everell from the PGA Tour. And as we do every single week, it's time to break down these bets. Benny, what's going on? You're uh, on your way just about to uh, Delaware. You ever go to Delaware before? Mine is uh, one of the few states in this great country of yours. I guess now also shared mine that uh, um, I haven't been to. So I'm looking forward to setting foot in Delaware. I'm catching a plane in a few hours, a bit of a red eye trip across the, from LA to Delaware via Philadelphia. So um excited. We've got, you know, 70 guys left in the playoffs and heading towards that FedEx Cup trophy at the end of this thing. So uh, huge week last week. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we both say, oh, we haven't mentioned this guy, but don't sleep on Will Zalatoris after we jumped off him for the first time in about six months. And yeah, that just yeah. goes to show how this thing can go, how golf can go. Obviously, a, lot, a few things happened in between then and there. He had a poor start as well. He did blow out to as much as, I think, 250 to 1 at one point but after the first round in some books. Wow. So wow. you could have picked him up at 250 to 1 going into round two. Wow. Yeah. So we move we move on to Wilmington Country Club, north of 7,500 yards, and yet I'm getting a little sense, sort of Caves Valley last year, which also hosted the BMW Championship, looks long on the scorecard, doesn't play as long, doesn't play as tough as you might think just by looking at the scorecard. And so remember last year, 27 under just got you mm-hmm. into a playoff. And so we can see some... Uh, some low numbers this week. Traditionally, the PGA Tour tries to err on the side of caution when playing at a new venue. I don't see them setting this up as difficult as they possibly can in, in trying to punish these guys. I think you're going to have to race uh, race to some birdies and post some low numbers this week. So as we do every week, let's get through our uh, 18 bets, 18 holes. You are on the tee, Benny. Where are you starting us? I always start with my uh, second of two outrights, if you will. Now, this it I literally tossed this up between my number one outright and my second outright. It could fit in either slot. I, I, I think it's one of those things that's trending. When we go to a new course and we don't have uh, that much, you know, history and things to to deal with, like you, you mentioned, Caves Valley last year, we had two guys in the playoff. One who was all just accuracy in terms of Candlay, and one bombing it and gouging it um, in Deschambeau. I expect both games can play, both styles will potentially play at this place as well, but accuracy always plays, always. And so I'm looking at the obvious strokes gained approach and the ball strikers this week at a new venue. With that in mind, given that pretty much there's six or seven guys ahead of him on the board, this just flew out at me at about 22, 20 to 1. T5 last week, third in strokes gained approach on the tour, Colin Morikawa, Looks to me at the best value near the top of the board this week. And look, 70 guys, remember, 69, 68, I think, are playing. So it's not like it's a huge field. The cream usually rises in this one. Colin O'Carroll is my second, but possibly 1A, 2A pick for the win this week. So Colin Morikow was my favorite outright play last week. As you mentioned, he was T5, made too many 
big numbers over the first two days. One double, nine bogeys, only two bogeys on the weekend. I'm going to wait and mention Colin Morikawa later <laughs> in the podcast. I won't mention him right now. Instead, I'm going back to another bet that I had last week as well, and I'm just going to keep firing as long as he's playing in these limited fields and has a big number next to his name. I'm telling you, Sahith Figala is really good. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I get it. The the weekend scoring, his last four starts, 68.8 in round one and two scoring average, 71.3 in rounds three and four. He's got to shore that up, all part of the learning curve. I'm not worried about him. Uh, it had him on the PGA Tour radio show, Hitting the Green, that I host last week in Memphis. And I'm telling you, and I said it on the show a few times, if you knew nothing about golf and walked watched all the players walk past and just tried to kind of rate like, hey, who's the best player? Just just based on look, you would look at Figala and go, that dude, he's got to be the best. He's got confidence. He's got swagger. He just looks like a guy that's going to go out there and win golf tournaments. At 90 to 1, I'll definitely take a shot this week. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like we're going to have a few of these crossovers this week with a smaller field, right? So I have Thigala slotted in a couple of spots. The where I landed on him was at minus 200 for a top 40 because it was the only one that was anywhere near plus value that I thought, you know, is is a lock. I also like him in my long shots scenario. I've got Thigala there, 90 to 1, like you said. Absolutely, um, you know, the, the kid that you got to go for. So, look, I'm going to slot him, as I said, in top 40 at a minus 200, just figuring that out of everyone's essentially at a negative number. This week, top 40 with 68 guys. He's the best value I could find on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm going to put him for you. But yes, uh, also when I get to my long shots later, he is one of those at 90 to 1. Fourth hole, I'm going to get to uh, a player who was in a share of fifth place last week who isn't Colin Morikawa, but it does feel like John Rahm is sort of slowly getting there. T to green, very good last week. Around the greens and on the greens, just about average, just about field neutral. And so I, I think if that putter gets a little hot, granted that's a big if, he has not putted well for most of this year, but I still feel like John Rahm wants to go do some damage before the season is over. He's got two events left to do it, plus 300 for a top five on John Rahm this week. Yeah, I I don't have Rahm in my list this week, but that's not to say I don't like him. Um, I think you're right. I think he got a little bit of rust off um, last week. And I think we could see him. He's obviously won a BMW championship before. I know he's motivated. He's got the new baby, et cetera. Um, usually we do see at least some sort of jump early on after a baby. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if you cash in there, mate. Uh, all right. Well, I'll go to the fifth hole. I've, I've just mentioned Morikawa at the start, but I'm also going to look at him in matchups, all right? Like I, I saw a matchup where if you don't like him to beat the entire field, I think you said 330 or 350 just to beat Sungjae Im, Max Homer, Sam Burns, and Victor Hovland on DraftKings. Just those four guys, uh, yeah. 330. I mean, as I said, I really like Morikawa, this thing. If you if you like someone else better in the outright, here's your Morikawa bet on the other side in the matchups. There's also a good matchup because I'll get to one of my Aussie boys a bit later, but Adam Scott I saw was 350 over Tyrrell Hatton, Wise, Cam Davis, and Tom Kim. So I don't mind that. I think Adam Scott's on a bit of a heater. And he's trying to get to East Lake. They're my matchups. I think stick to Morikawa too in the matchups if you get him. Uh, I think he's going to have a big week. You and I are very much on the same page this <laughs> weekend. Thinking in the same way, not even just the same players, but 
for the sixth hole, I have it written down right here. I've got a a five man group where if you don't like John Rom, top five at plus three hundred. This is very interesting, kind of how this is done. But how about just John Rom to beat Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tony Finau, and Patrick Cantlay at plus three fifty? It's actually a bigger number, a yeah, lower wow. number, just to beat those four players than it is for top five. I I understand that. I mean, Rory's the favorite in the field. Cantlay is certainly right up there. So is Finau. Really, so is Fitz. I mean, all of them are. So I, I get why maybe there's a it's a little quote unquote easier for him to finish top five than just to finish ahead of those four players, but it's another way of doing it. I just wanted to essentially give two different options for playing John Rahm this week because the betting markets are, with only 68 players in the field, a little bit limited. Yeah, uh, for sure. Makes sense. Yeah, that's another another good way to look at it. Just sort of spread your, spread your love that way and go for the easier of the two, if you will. Uh, my top five play. I'm going to go with a, one of the random few guys. I'm going to be the only guy in this field that, has sort of competitively played at this course before, even though it's been blown up and changed since. But yeah. Justin Thomas at plus 300, he was, I think, 13th last week, showed glimpses, had some really poor holes, but had some really good stuff in between. It's another guy that I think maybe just blew off a bit of rust. Uh, he's fifth, I think, on tour in strokes gained approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 15th off the tee, 15th around the green, midfield or in tour putting. Uh, you know, this green should suit him a little better. Yeah, I, I think he's a he's a guy that will be warming to the task, trying to get another FedEx Cup under his belt, sort of heading towards Eastlake where he's got some form as well. So top five for me, Justin Thomas at plus 300. Yeah, why not? Never have to talk me into Justin Thomas. I, I'm going to go to the eighth hole. And I, I'm going to go with another top five play. We're kind of stretching this out a little bit. I don't have any top 30s, top 40s this week just because there are so few players in the field. So yep. try and take a couple guys for a few of these spots. And another top five play, a guy who's gone second, second, 12th in his last three starts, but playing some of the better golf of his career, Sung J.M. <laughs> and you're laughing already because it must mean you've got some Sung J in there somewhere yeah. as well, Benny. But yeah, Sung J.M. hitting the ball really well. The short game looks good as well. I, remember, if we're using Caves Valley as a comp, Patrick Cantlay beat Bryson DeChambeau in a playoff last year, but Sung J.M. was in third place that week, 23 under, not too far away from Wilmington Country Club. Not like it's right around the corner, but still same neck of the woods. And so I do like that correlation there. Yeah, look, I'm laughing because I do have Sung J.M. I might as well just go to it now. He's my top 10 player at, at plus 225. You mentioned T2, T2, T12. Uh, he's ranked in the top 10, stress gained off the tee. His approach game is reasonable, about 50th or so on tour and, and sort of getting better in the last few weeks, obviously. You know, he he can putt up there with the best of them. Uh, he's got the President's Cup on his mind coming up. You know, he'll become an automatic qualifier into that team come Sunday, the National President's Cup team. He's fired up for that and to keep some momentum going. And uh, That's a theme that I forgot to mention at the start of this pod is that this time of year we know that there's momentum. Momentum does actually carry in these playoffs, it's been proven over the sort of 16 or 15 years prior um, of the FedEx Cup that guys who get on a roll, as the fields get smaller, they just seem to get better and better. So Sanjay, with that momentum on his on his side, top 10 plus 225. Love it. And that's our ninth hole. We're making the turn. And as we do it, I have no idea what the delicacies are like at Wilmington Country Club. I'm sure they take care of us at the turn. But as we get to the back nine, tell them about PGA Tour Pick'em Live. 
Yeah, mate, PJ Torpigam Live, your chance to basically throw some bets on players without any actual money going down and you can still win cash. We've got 5000 of of worth of cash to, to be won at, at PGL to, PGA Tour Pick'em Live where you pick your outright, you pick your top 10, your top 20. We sprinkle in a few daily bets as well. You get coins instead of real cash. You don't actually have to put any of your own money down, but it plays just like the markets do. It's, it is powered by points bets, so you'll sit there with those markets. If those markets are open, so are your choices. And as I said, we had one guy sitting on Sepp Stracker last week at Ooh. 500 to 1 waiting for that victory. Unfortunately, Sepp got beaten in the playoff, but that man would have cleaned up every bit of cash had Strucker won that playoff. Um, you know, you got to get the guys at long odds. Not many long odds to go with this this week, so you got to make your choice. But you mentioned Thigala uh, at 90 to 1. That's be where I'd start in PJ Tour, pick them live, or, or also an Adam Scott, 60 to 1. Someone to yeah, look at. Yeah, not a bad play. All right, we go to the back nine. I am up on the 10th tee and my first of two top 10s. You went with the top 10 right before we made the turn there. My first of two is a guy that I play just about every time we have a podcast and he's playing Aaron Wise going back to the well with a a top 10 on Wise this week. Look, I, I liked him last week. I believe I had him for a top 10 last week. He didn't cash that for us, but he was coming off a poor Iron performance at the Wyndham. Now he's coming off a very good iron performance. He was uh, first in the field on Sunday in strokes gained on approach shot. So hitting it much better going into this one than he was a week ago. And so I will stick with the guy that brought me here. And I will stick with Aaron Wise, who I play, like I said, on a very regular basis. Yeah, right. I love it. Even, you know, I said, I think that Adam Scott comparably might get him. I've looked at that in a matchup, but I, I don't mind why. You and I are both big fans. We've said it many times. I'm going to, as I said, I, I, I didn't really go to my usual, my long shots or whatever at the t- before the turn. I just sort of barely mentioned Figala and Scotty. This week, long shots for me, rather than go the full outright, that's where you, you know, you sprinkle them across, right? Mm-hmm. You look at these guys, small units across outright 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, if you want. Um, maybe you get a bit of value there. So one other guy uh, that I'm going to put down into the sort of that that bracket, um, again, call me a, a homer, if you will, but Cam Davis. You come from a land down under. Starting at 65 to 1, he's had five top 16s in a row through the summer here. You can still get reasonable odds that he'll finish in the top 20 again. Uh, so that's a guy I think who's riding the momentum and and potentially will give you just that little kick of value in a short field. Yeah, I like that play. Uh, getting the 12th hole, I got one more top 10 play here. And I get Delaware people, I, I, I don't want Delaware people to get mad at me. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that Delaware is part of Maryland or anything like that. But I mentioned it earlier, Caves Valley in Maryland, a correlation to Wilmington Country Club perhaps, and maybe – a little correlation for a Maryland native this week. We know Denny McCarthy is one of the best putters on the PGA Tour in the entire world. He's also gained strokes with his approach play in eight of his last 12 starts. Denny's been playing really well lately. Uh, I look for him to make a run at the Tour Championship, which he's never gotten into before. That could be a nice little bonus at the end of the season for him. And so I like the top 10. Again, uh, you've only got to beat, what, 50 nine other guys to get into the top 10 this week. So uh, there's a better chance than usual, just based on the fact that um, there are fewer players in there. So Danny McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like it, mate. It, it's, it's super cool watching him putt, isn't it? Like just, 
it looks like he will never miss. And when he does, it's yeah. it's kind of funny. And it's, yeah. you know, Cam Smith's another guy like that, but it's, it's, you're almost shocked when they miss putts these days. They're that good. Uh, all right. We're going to the 13th hole. I'm going to go to my top 20 player. I've said his name a few times, but this is where I've slayed him the most. He is one of only two players, and I and I'll put it down now that he'll be the only player next year, uh, potentially, to go every single playoffs. But sixteen years full of playoffs, off coming off a T five, um, did we go Adam Scott plus one sixty T top twenty this week? Uh, I think he's got a real push for East Lake. Um, he wants to you know go into the Presidents Cup with with some sort of momentum. Uh, so I saw him as a plus number in the top 20s. I like Adam Scott, 160 there. Good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. I often accuse you of being an Aussie homer, Benny, but mm-hmm. I actually really like that play. Adam Scott's playing some nice golf right now, and uh, he's putting it well. I mean, for years, we looked yeah, at Adam first Scott. first last week. Oh, man, he, looks, he was putting really well. Looks good. I still... It's not like the flag stick in. That gives me the willies yeah. a little bit. Just take, take the flag stick out. The ball still go in the hole. Take the flag stick out. In any case, <laughs> he is rolling it very well right now. All right, we get to the 14th hole. I just wanted to give you someone with a little bit of a big number. There aren't a whole lot of big numbers, but for a top 20 play, looking at a rookie and maybe the most underrated, undervalued rookie that's still alive in the playoffs right now. We know all about Figala, who I mentioned earlier, and Davis Riley and Mito Pereira, Tom Kim, um, yeah, these guys are all Cameron Young, of course. These guys have all been very, very good this season. Alex Smalley has been quietly just mm-hmm. going about his business. He's racked up a bunch of top 20 finishes. I like him for a little top 20 here this week. Drives it really well. Good ball striker. Just sort of, again, under the radar. I could see him at 37th place going into the weekend post a couple of decent numbers on Saturday and Sunday, and you might never see a shot of his on the TV broadcast. And yet you look at the final leaderboard and go, Alex Smalley, T17, cash and tickets for me. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think there's going to be some of those. And there's obviously going to be we, – we, we've got guys obviously chasing that top 30. Now, historically, you've got maybe two or three that go in this week that are outside, and two or three might drop out. Um, and you'll see someone really making a push from high up. If you're in that 50 to 70 bracket, you really need to be up near the top five to have a chance um, to make that push because there's no cut, et cetera. But the guys right around the bubble, they don't necessarily have to do that well. And I can see a few potential rookies just sort of playing with house money, as they call it, right? Yep. Um, just yep. free for all, especially if they find themselves sort of midfield after two rounds and then go out on the weekend and just go, to hell with it, you know, let's just fire and see what happens. Now, they, who cares if they end up 60th versus, you know, 12th. 12th is going to get them in the total championship, but, you know, 25th is not. So quick story for you. We had Tom Kim on our radio show last week oh. after winning at the Wyndham. And great kid, by the way. Really enjoyed talking to him. He was way more mature at the age of 20 uh, than I am at the age of <laughs> something a little bit more than 20. And so uh, speaking with him, I said, do you, do you know what house money means? He was like, no, what's that? And I said, well, it's sort of like when when you're playing uh, with nothing to lose, playing with, hey, I've, I've already won something and I can just step on the gas, but it doesn't matter. You know what? They can't take it away from me. And he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I get it. That's me, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's you. That's what I'm getting at. He's like, yeah, I love that idea. So uh, I have introduced Tom Kim to the idea of house money and that obviously he played well again last week. I, I just get the sense that Tom Kim might never play poorly. He might not win all the time. <laughs> 
but he might not play poorly very often. And so I love that kid. Really good kid, by the way. Beauty. All right, let me get to the 15th hole. Is that where we're at? Yeah, 15th That's hole. It. I'm gonna another theory for what you might want to look at this week is, you know, with a shortened field is if you want to sort of get a little bit of value and take your shot, first round leader. First yeah. round leader gives you some value. Um, you know, you get guys at 35 to 1, 20 to 1, 50 to 1, whatever it is where you think you can get a crack at. Um, I'm looking at a few names here where uh, I feel like there are outright chances as well. Um, Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick, 22 to 1 to lead after one round. Now, look, he's notoriously about 40th or so on tour in first round scoring, but where he is, he's in the top 30 of all the four major strokes gained stats this year. And so, again, new place, guys feeling their way, and I feel like he'll just – he knows where to point, shoot, aim. He, he tracks so much stats. He knows things. He'll he'll definitely be a guy that will scout out and, and figure things out before they tee off on Thursday. So I could see him potentially getting off to a really good start, and you could catch there. And the guy that we've talked about a few times, he, he was number one in scoring average for a long time, dropped to about fifth now. But Yako Neiman showed some very good signs – on Sunday and Saturday, pushing through the field to sort of move his way up there at effects. And to, actually he's 35 to one or even 40 to one in places to lead up the first round. So keep an eye on him. Hey, <laughs> I'm, waving the, yep. I'm waving the yep. index card in front of the Zoom camera right now. Yep. 16th hole, Joaquin Neiman, first round leader. It's Look, yep. guys, we don't talk before this. Benny and I literally <laughs> get on the Zoom. I don't even like him. I don't want to talk to him when we're not <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> So we're, uh, we're not discussing these at all, and yet we come up with so many of the same picks. I, I had it in my column. Uh, I wrote about it this week. Joaquin Neiman, fifth on the PGA Tour in first-round scoring uh, right now. He was 16th last year. So he's a guy that, yeah, we like to target him on Thursdays. I, I don't think that's coincidence, by the way. At, at some hmm. point, you look at that and you say, that's a trend. If a guy plays yeah. well every Thursday, uh, there's something to it. That's a trend. That's a pattern. All right, 17th hole. Let's hear the favorite outright this week, Benny. Yeah, look, talking about trends and momentum, look, the guy he just won, I feel like the floodgates have opened now for, for Will Zalatoris. I know it's only sort of between 14 and 17 to 1 where you can get him, uh, but I, I can't ignore what's happened in the playoffs in the past when it comes to this sort of thing. Uh, we've had now uh, seven, I think, golfers have, you know, won at least twice inside. No, sorry, 11. It's 11, including Cantlay last year, have had two playoff wins in the same playoffs scenarios. And consecutively, they've done it seven times. So we've had back-to-back winners in the playoffs seven times prior out of just 15 years. I yeah. feel like this is a candidate to do it again. He's absolutely the type of player that just needed to, the floodgates to open, so to speak, just needed that little bit of luck to go his way, which it did. I mean, let's be honest, that ping-pong and ball around the rocks, I mean, if that's not sort of the golf gods talking to you saying, okay, finally, we're going to give you a crack at this. Um, you might be able to win this one. Uh, Will Zalatoris, to me, that will just lift every little bit of uh, stress that he had bottled up in there and just free him up to have a crack. And I can see him easily. I mean, potentially I could see him going wire to wire because I've just seen it too many times in the past. It doesn't even have to be a well-known guy or a great player to do it. Uh, before we knew before we knew Billy Horschel was good, he did it. You know, like these are the type of guys that can do it. Um, and Zalatoris will be riding very high in Delaware. So there's a quote that's often attributed to Gary Player. It's attributed to Arnold Palmer. Uh, don't tell them. I, I have a feeling that someone else said it before they did and they just stole it. But the harder I work, 
the luckier <laughs> I get. And that might be yeah. the case with Will Zalator. So uh, able to spin his ball on the rock wall there and keep it there on the third playoff hole, <laughs> number 11 in Memphis. Look, he was due. You put yourself in position that many times, and at yeah. some point, you're going to get a lucky break, you're going to get a lucky bounce, and you're going to get the the fortune of winning a tournament. And I don't disagree with you. I do like Zalatoris a lot this week. But the 18th hole, my favorite outright this week, I'm going back to the well. Remember, I had Zalatoris two weeks in a row, didn't go to him for a third <laughs> week, and he won last week. So I'm trying not to jump away from Colin Morikawa. You mentioned him in the first hole right off the bat Mm -hmm. here on the pod. I'm going to mention him on the last hole. Colin Morikawa coming off a fifth-place finish last week. He was actually second in the field in birdies. Just made too many mistakes the first Mm -hmm. couple of days. And even down the stretch made some mistakes that only led to par, but he missed birdies from three feet and six feet over his last four holes. I mean, it really coulda, shoulda, woulda. Been a very, very good week for Colin Morikawa. Uh, you look at the way Wilmington is set up. Yes, it's long on the scorecard, but it's not like every hole overpowers you and you've got to hit it 330. It's not that type mm-hmm. of golf course. So I, I do think it sets up well for a good ball striker. And Morikawa is, uh, if not in in the same sentence as Will Zalatoris and Justin Todd, it, it, they're all right there. I mean, you can, you can yeah. pick whoever you think is the best of the best, but the three of those guys are just a little bit head and shoulders above everybody else. Those are our best bets for this week's BMW Championship. Thanks to everybody out there for listening. Remember, you can find the Links and Locks podcast anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen to us every single week during the PGA Tour season. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's BMW Championship. Here's hoping you... Hit the green!